Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hi, everybody. I hope you had an awesome Christmas and a happy new year. Wow, ours was crazy. I feel like every single year it gets busier and busier. Am I the only one thinking this? Anyway, but it was really, really great. I really enjoyed it and felt the spirit of Christmas. So hopefully whether yours was crazy or quiet, whatever the case was, that you really, really enjoyed it. And now we have this new year to look forward to. 2020, I feel old. My husband was like, Emily, do you realize that now we've been a part of six decades? I was like, what? Because we were both born in the late 70s. <laughs> so we, I, I was in 79. So I mean, I've only had one year in the 70s, but we experienced six decades. That made me sound really old. I don't know if I really liked that one. But anyway, so there's that. And I'm really happy you're with me today. I have this kind of topic that lots of people like to choose to talk about in January. And Yes, I said, let's forget about goals. Forget about goals. Do what really, really works. So I hope, hope, hope that you glean something here that can transform, that can truly change so that the goals can be realized. Okay, so I tricked you a little bit. It is a little bit about goals. There's going to be stuff about goals, but how to really achieve them to make a true difference in getting it done, right? So as I was thinking about this, something kept impressing upon my mind that what makes the change, what makes the true change of completing goals, completing the task, what in my past has, you know, kind of sparked me to achieve goals? From the time I was tiny, my dad would sit us down and talk about the importance of setting goals and to strive and continuously try to become better. And so all my life, goals have been something really important to me. And, you know, he's talking, he would talk about writing them down. He would talk about putting them in front of you before you go to bed. He'd talk about this and that. And yes, I think those are important, but guess what? I still want to accomplish, like... <laughs> 70% of what I set out to do. So I think, and I'm going to hit you with it at the beginning, I think what truly is the key to us achieving our goals is to become, it's to actually do the being part. Yes, there is the doing and there is the knowing what we want, but to become something is a change in our identity. Now I've done a podcast in the past about identity. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I really like it because in that podcast, I delve more into when our identity is something. When we believe we are something, then the doing and the actions will follow. What do I mean by that? If you believe you're a runner, you're going to set your shoes out the night before. If you believe that you're athletic, you will exercise more than the person who believes they're not athletic. If you believe that you're the fat kid, you know, and I'm going physical because that is something that we can relate to a little bit more 
and you can see the correlations. But it, and I, I feel bad almost saying the fat kid, but what I mean by that, you know, people will tell you what's ingrained in your identity comes from all angles. You can have people tell you you're the fat kid when you're young. You can have people tell you you're the good singer. You can have people tell you this or that, but it's what you choose to believe and what becomes your identity is how you will act. You know, you know people who have smoked for 30, 40, 50 years and they just say, I'm a smoker. So it's ingrained in us. And there's been studies done, going back to this identity podcast, there's been studies done about the only way addicts have been able to truly change is to change their identity. What is inside ticking? What do they believe about themselves? I am an addict, I am an alcoholic, you know, where you're repeating it in your meetings all the time. But if you can change your identity to, I am stronger than this, I am a strong person, I am a person who would never put this in their bodies, or whatever the case is. So my point is, we have to become, we have to be it. Now, many of us know a song from our primary days. It's, I am a child of God. And there's an, a line in there that was changed by Spencer W. Kimball. It's teach me all that I must know was the original one. Then he changed it to teach me all that I must do to live with him someday. Now there's been other changes that people have said. Now not literal, they haven't gone and changed the book. But there's teach me all that I must be. Interesting. It's the being. So teach me all that I must be. That's where we want to go. That's where we want to put our heads. That's what we want to wrap our goals all around is what do you want to be? Now, I will be quoting from an article by Arthur R. Bassett. And it goes along with these lines. It's called Knowing, Doing, and Being. And he makes some interesting points that I'm going to quote from at the end, just so you know where it's coming from. He is a BYU professor, um, or was, and so that's from his article. So my first step in this goal <laughs> type situation or resolution, and one thing I'll say actually before I get to the steps, is we don't need a new year to make resolutions or to work on something in ourselves. or I think a new year is great because it gives people that focus, that change of focus, a renewing and um, stepping into something new while we're putting off something old. So I get it. But I try to live in a state where at any time, if some impression comes where I need to adjust, do it. So that's what I'm saying. You can do this at any time, people, anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I just want you to go for it. So number one, the knowing. Okay, teach me all that I must know. We have to have a vision. Without the vision, the people perish, right? Without a vision, the people perish. You've got to have a compelling vision so you can see the why. If you know the why, and you can think about it, you think about it before you go to bed, you think about it when you wake up, and it's compelling enough to become a must, then nothing can stop you. I want you to list 10 things with this goal, or something you want to change, whatever, 
that make it so amazing that it turns it into a must. Maybe you want to become a better co-parent, have better communication. Maybe you want to be more spiritual. Maybe you do want to work on your physical body. List 10 things that will happen as a result. How will it make you feel? Go to the feelings and experience them now. What will it bring to you? Will it bring to you more of a freedom? Will it bring to you more of a lightness? Will it bring to you more of a peace? What will it do for your kids? Okay, think of all these positive things. Write them down right now so you can make them a must. Now, go into the pain and pleasure index is what I call it. A pain and pleasure index. What do we mean by that? What about the reverse? So if you were a smoker and you wanted to give up smoking, the pain of it is you will die. If we can get our pain up the scale so much, then it also can become a must. What would you miss out on if you didn't do that goal? Ever heard of FOMO? Fear of missing out? I know a lot of people do that. If you didn't become as spiritual as you wanted, what would you miss out on? That amazing communication between you and the Lord? More of the Spirit in your life directing you in your decisions? More power in your life? List of things that you will do without and I can tell you that can also spur you to action. Okay, so teach me all that I must know. We have to have this amazing, compelling vision. Something that is so inspiring to us that it's in our thoughts. It gets, <laughs> it gets entrapped in everything that we want to do. So it actually makes the doing easier. So now my second step is the doing. Okay, so this is where the goal setting yes is. It's in our rituals, in our habits. But if we can feel the feelings of what it would be like to have already reached it, then that will make the doing so much easier. So if you've truly done step number one in that vision of what you can become and maybe what you can't become if you don't do it, then this part really makes it easier. All right. So like I said before, if you have this identity in your mind that you want it so badly that you, you start telling yourself, I am this, I am strong. I can do hard things. I am a person who's resilient. I'm creative. I am spiritual. I am a runner. I am athletic. I am a good parent who, who wants to co-parent with this other person who might be super hard to co-parent with, but I've faced challenges before. I can do it again. Therefore, I will do this. So all those things that you can tell yourself to make the doing easier. So if you're already that kind of person, you will set your shoes out and your workout clothes the night before. If you are a kind person, you will treat others this way and you won't yell that, you know, your co-parent or get frustrated or whatever. If you are a person that meets challenges head on, then you can escape the fear and you can do these type of rituals and habits to get you in. So you guys know what to do on this part. I've mentioned it kind of shortly, briefly before. Write it out. What are your goals? What are you going to do? Make it incremental list it out, put it where you can see it, you know, all the things that can help you in the creating, but putting it into the doing. All right. 
So if you must, write it out. But if you did step number one thoroughly enough, then you don't have to write it out because it's going to be constantly in your mind. You're going to be so pumped about it. All right. Then number three is the being. In order to fully become, there's this little thing, actually a huge thing, that I call grace. All right? It's the grace. It's something that happens in the in-between when we're giving it our all and we don't think we can go anymore. But then grace happens where we actually go way beyond what we think we could ever do. So this third step, this grace, this becoming, it's something that's missing for a lot of people. And what I believe makes people not achieve their goals is they leave out this third important step. They think that with willpower, they can change. They think that they can do it themselves. And I just don't think so. You know, you hear of stories of people who do these absolute amazing things and they tell about how their own capabilities are surpassed because they let God in or, you know, people have been changed by Jesus Christ or there's some type of heavenly influence that comes into their life that I call grace. You know, I was just reading about Nick Vujicic He is an Australian motivational speaker. He was born without legs and arms. His mom didn't even want to hold him when he was born. And he goes around and, man, if you get some time, go look him up. It's awesome to hear him speak. The things that he's accomplished, you know, and and he, he talks about how you try and try and try again. And failing is good. But you keep trying. And after a hundred times, you know, (laughs) you know, you've failed that hundred times. You can do another hundred. And he talks about that grace that can pick him up, that he can do these unsurmountable things with his gratefulness, with his limited, limited capabilities. We're all limited. So when we can kind of give it all to God or give it all to your higher purpose and power and let him do the rest, we can far exceed our capabilities. Benjamin Franklin tried to kind of change his character. He did a bit of an experiment. He Each month, he would focus on a character trait that he wanted to, like, a, like an attribute that he wanted to work on. But he finally gave up this project of self-improvement with complete discouragement. He tried to do it all on his own, as many of us do, by a sheer display of willpower. Now I'm going to quote Arthur R. Bassett, like I talked about in the beginning. I do not believe that we can change our character totally by ourselves, no matter how many goals we set, nor how strong our willpower. That appears to come as an act of grace, as a gift of God. And then he talks about when we reach the point of having a broken heart and a contrite spirit, then we can surrender our pride and yield ourselves to God's power. I love that. 
when there is this opening of, I'm sick of it, you know, if you are, again, the smoker type example, if you're just done, you're tired, you've been told by your doctor, if you continue this, you're going to die. Or whichever ailment or whichever thing that maybe you do, something you need to give up, you get sick of it. Then there's this opening that, that happens, this broken heart and contrite spirit where we can allow this grace to come, we can yield our pride, then watch out. We can see miracles happen. You know, it's interesting. I try to run. I'm not the greatest runner ever. I try to work out. <laughs> and there's times when I'm like, ah, I don't feel like it. And you know what? We're never going to feel like it. That's Mel Robbins. She, she says that in her TED Talk. You're never going to feel like it. You know, but we just do it anyway. It's the grace that helps us do it anyway. It's the grace that will surpass. You know, maybe I've run two miles and I'm hurting. I'm like, no, two. Okay, so I'm not a runner, you guys. Two is a lot for me right now. But with grace, we can go four more. We could go 10 more probably. We can do way more than our minds think we can. So we've got to invite the grace in. And with this, my spiritual people, my religious people, we're going to add the goal to prayer. Put it in your prayers. Give it to the Lord. Submit yourselves. Say, I cannot do this. You might already feel like that. You might already feel this is too hard. I work full time. I'm a single mom. I hardly ever see my daughter. I can't add more things. I cannot do this. But guess what? You can. With God's help, you can do anything. We need that third step. We need that grace. So again, just to recap, with our goals this year, think, in fact, think back. Think back to anything that you have accomplished. Why did you accomplish it? Because you wanted it so badly that you made it become something. You made it who you are. And who are you inside? So please, again, know it. Have a vision. Do it. If your vision is strong enough, do the things, the rituals, the habits that will get you there. And then to go beyond the doing, number three, being. Put grace in the equation. Submit your will to the Lord's. And way more can occur for you. Way more than your vision even. It goes beyond our capabilities. And it can work for you. That's all I have for you. I hope that this can help you with your new year or at any other time. Again, I say this and many, many podcasters say it and it can sound annoying sometimes, I admit, when I'm listening to my podcast. But the only way I can share it and I can have more of an audience so I can help people is by you subscribing and sharing this podcast. I'd so appreciate it. And, and it comes from a place of truly wanting to benefit others and helping people. All right. Make it what you want. Have an awesome day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.